What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 16th episode of How We're Going to Get You More Clients. Uh, Justine, Larissa, happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. Almost the end of April. So, or, you know, whenever people are listening to this, it'll probably be May. So happy May to all the people (laughs) listening to this. Absolutely. And we got some great news with the new website launch. I've been texted a couple of times this morning already with the new website launch updates from partners. So it's awesome to see that people are starting to see it. I, they knew about it before I did. So I think that's a good sign. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, team, what are we talking about today? What's going on? Yeah. So today we're super excited to talk about how to actually spend your marketing budget. Like where should you allocate your money to because there's a lot of different things you can do in marketing but what do we recommend how do you spend your money so we're going to walk through a couple different scenarios and kind of give you some advice so larissa do you want to give some background or just jump right into the first scenario sure um well i'll give like a quick overview just of some things you want to really consider before actually allocating your marketing budget. You really want to figure out like, what is the outcome you're looking for? What's that price point? And then you need to figure out kind of, do you need, it it really often comes down to like, do you need to invest time really building relationships or do you need volume? So we're going to go over a couple different scenarios to kind of illustrate that point. Um, In both these scenarios, we're going to just budget out a marketing budget of like 10K which I know sounds like a lot, but it's pretty standard for many companies. Uh, Probably like you want to budget like 20% of your revenue as like a marketing budget. So that should give you an idea. So I'm going to actually jump in and completely say, let's just say it's a thousand because truth be told, like even though we think marketing should be 10, 20%, realistically, it might be a percent or a percent to about 5% of a company's earnings. So instead of 10,000, 10, which, you know, you, people might hear is like, oh, that's a lot of money. Let's just start with, with a thousand without including labor, because often labor is associated with like, you know, that 10,000, 10, right? Uh, or, or do you guys hate that idea? We can do ten thousand. I just I, I know the, I know <laughs> we our can audience. just break it out in like percentages. Yeah, so like yeah. ten thousand we picked because it's an easy number, but we'll just do percentages instead, and then it will pretty much apply like that percentage based on all your other things. Um, so we'll that's that's a good point, Nico. Like it does depend on uh, percentages, and like it's also important to keep in mind like you should probably have like an overall marketing strategy. And not necessarily focus on a singular avenue, especially avenues that you do not control. So when I say avenues you don't control, I mean like social media, for example, obviously you have control what you put out, but platforms change their algorithms. Like you're constantly fighting those platforms to get that result. Whereas if it's a platform you own, let's say your website, you're not necessarily fighting those platforms. So those are other considerations to keep in mind. It should be an all-encompassing strategy, including things you do own and things you don't, but you want to mix because things change quickly. And if Facebook one day changes their algorithm and you had an ad campaign that's working really well there, and as soon as Facebook changes their algorithm, your ad campaign is no longer working, you don't want to be totally screwed after like a single day. So keep in mind that like a bit of variety is really healthy and you should have a, a bit of variety in your marketing strategy. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into scenario one. 
Yeah, so scenario one, we're going to be focusing on if you're a SaaS company um, and you have kind of mid-level pricing and your goal is to get users. So how is the best way to spend your marketing dollars to get those users? So when we say mid-level pricing, we're just going to assume because many SaaS products will have like a recurring revenue of like, and eh, like oftentimes like 20 to a hundred dollars. So that's kind of what we're considering here as this mid-level pricing, like 20 to a hundred dollars per user. Your goal here ultimately is to get as many users as possible. That's what makes SaaS successful. It's successful at scale. So keep that in mind as we kind of go through this strategy. So really if your goal is to get uh, a lot of new users acquired, you want to focus probably pretty heavily on avenues that are going to put you in front of a lot of people as possible, but aren't going to be as labor intensive as having one-on-one -on -one conversations with each of them. So what I mean by that is essentially you want to focus on PPC, pay-per-click, and SEO. Now, depending on the type of product you offer, whether you go PPC or SEO would vary, but you can kind of lump those into paid media, essentially. So if you do it yourself, keep in mind, you won't necessarily have the agency fee. If you uh, have an agency do it, they'll be able to leverage their experience from their other clients and probably get you to that ROI faster, but there will be an additional fee. So just consider that. We would honestly budget for this particular scenario, about 60%, including your ad spend, about 60% of your total budget on the PPC and SEO. So with that being said, probably another 15 to 20% should be focused on your content strategy. So putting that money into creating content that builds trust in your niche and in your product specifically. So that can also be like educational videos. It doesn't necessarily have to be focused on acquiring new users. It can also be focused on retaining new users because especially in SaaS, you also really need to focus on churn. That's a really big piece. I mean, that's a big piece in any business, but if people sign up for your service and they only stay a month because maybe you don't have the resources available for them to best use your product, that has a really big impact on where you would want to spend those marketing dollars. It's a lot easier to keep somebody who's already said yes than it is to get somebody to say yes from like scratch. So keep in mind that like that's probably how you want to spend those dollars and your content strategy here should really be focused on building trust. So when we say that, we mean a lot of like helping people understand the outcome that your product gets them to. And not necessarily like the features and things are important and those should all be noted on your website, but make sure they know, like if you have a productivity app, you want people to understand, like, this is going to take you from this taking five hours to this taking one. You want to make sure they understand like that key thing that gets them over the end of the line. So then uh, right now we've allocated about 75 to 80% of this budget. The rest we would honestly spend on retargeting email campaigns. The best way to do this to tie in with the PPC and SEO that you're already doing 
would be to have a retargeting pixel on your website that can identify users and potentially get their uh, contact information. We would retarget them via email probably, but you can also add that data back into your PPC and SEO campaigns to make them better. So it kind of kills two birds with one stone. So make your PPC and SEO better. Then uh, also be able to reach out to those people directly. So, uh, and then if there's anything left over, which realistically there probably shouldn't be, you could spend any additional money on uh, just increasing your ad spend when you have an ad campaign that's working. And you could also spend it potentially on things like LinkedIn campaigns to maybe get uh, more like commercial sized users. But uh, if you're really going for just increased total users, that's probably the best way to do it. Now, keep in mind that would vary significantly. Like if you have a, uh, like a workout app versus like maybe a work productivity app, like the markets are different. So this strategy is not really a one size fit all, but as a general, this is how I would kind of spend that, spend that money. Nico, did you have any thoughts on that? Anything to add? Yeah. And you know, the, the whole time I'm thinking this is great for someone who's really established, right? This is, this is a good strategy, but let's be real. Like there, there's different phases of business. And this is for someone who's thinking about like, you know, what's the growth of my agency for the next three, six, 12 months. Like that's not, it's, it's a different mindset than like what I do think the, the most agencies are thinking about. Uh, when you listen to this podcast or start looking at lead generation, often it is not because you are thinking what's the next 12 months look like. You're looking at what's the next two, three weeks, maybe a month look like, because maybe you lost a big client or something like that. So take that with a grain of salt. Like the strategies that Larissa is putting out is a like great for, you know, what you're planning for Q3, Q4, you know, next year. Um, but if you need leads today, like this is don't, I would not recommend this strategy because often there's more of a crisis mode and there's more scrappy things that you might want to do to get there as someone who's done it, right? We've, we've lost some big clients and that's really going to affect our MRR. So you can't wait for your PPC campaigns or your other uh, content to kick in. So just take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk about like what to do, like if you need a client next week, uh, because like that's more of my specialty. I'm not an ads guy. I, I don't, know how to do it. Uh, there's whole strategies and funnels. I'm into how do I get more calls? How do I get those calls to convert? And then how do I keep those clients? So just take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, certainly this overall strategy is for more uh, long-term growth. So that's definitely a good point, Nika. So uh, let's go into scenario two. And then at the end, Nico, if you hopefully will have time, we should have time. Um, if you can go through, like, how do people get conversions quickly, if that's the uh, immediate need? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So marketing two, I'm sorry, marketing two, number two is about marketing agencies who are looking to get a fewer number of higher paying clients. So not as many people, not as many new users, but a fewer number of new clients who are willing to pay a bit higher price tag. So what would the strategy be there? So for this scenario, we're kind of assuming that the marketing agency, like monthly revenue from a particular client is gonna be at least $1,000. 
So comparing this to the previous scenario, it makes more sense to spend money in certain ways to get a thousand dollar a month client versus if you're a SaaS company and your product is like $50 a month, how you spend that money needs to be very different. In the SaaS scenario, you're really going for volume. You want as many people on your platform as possible. If you're a marketing agency and if you get a hundred clients in a day, you're going to shut down. You're going to break. No way you can support that. Most likely. I mean, some can, but those would be like mega firms. Your average agency cannot support that influx of clients. So you're really going realistically for, you know, maybe two to five new clients a month. Five is probably on the high end for most marketing agencies. Um, two to four or five is definitely a good range. So like that's the end goal. But again, those people would all be paying minimum like a thousand dollars a month. So ideally they would actually be paying more than that, but this is the kind of strategy that we would focus on for those particular clients. So the first thing we would really focus on is much more a personalized approach because these people would be paying a lot more. It's certainly worth the time invested to reach out to them, start a conversation, build the relationship a bit and kind of go from there. So we would focus largely for this particular type of client on like LinkedIn and email outreach uh, with ideally some level of personalization. You don't necessarily want to do like a form email or like a not personalized message. You would want some levels of personalization in there. So we would probably budget about 50% of your total budget to be able to do this. Keep in mind, this is going to be kind of hard to do if you don't necessarily have the experience in it. You can certainly learn, but keep in mind going with an agency for these, this particular practice may just be helpful if you need those clients quickly. But if you're willing to take the time to learn how to do it, it can be done in-house. Just know that there's several ongoing needs for these types of products. So next piece of this, again, would be a content strategy, uh, this time focusing on building expertise. So notice that uh, for the SaaS, we said you would, your content strategy should maybe be built on like building trust, whereas trust and expertise are similar, but there is a nuanced difference between them. So for a marketing agency, we would focus really more on building expertise, really helping you establish yourself in your niche and becoming the expert in this particular area that you service. So that expertise can be related to your niche. Let's say you're an e-com specialist, or uh, it could be related to your product. Let's say you are a website development specialist. You know, usually that level of specialization, you do need to be able to establish that like, hey, you're an expert in this particular area. And the difference between that and the SaaS example prior is that you're getting people to trust that like, they can use your platform and it will help them get where they need to go. Whereas in this scenario, you're really selling yourself and your own knowledge. So it's a little bit different. So your content strategy should be able to accommodate those differences. Um, then we'd probably budget, you know, 15 to 20% of your total budget for that. So again, within those first two pieces, that's about 65 to 70% of your total budget that we would recommend. So Next, we would really focus on getting like, again, assets that you own built up. So that would include retargeting pixel to feed people back into your LinkedIn and email campaigns. 
as well as like a website funnel setup and potentially targeted, targeted, targeted ads feeding into those funnels. So what's nice is all of these pieces really come together. So your LinkedIn and email outreach, you're building conversations with people, your website exists largely to help build your credibility and showcase your expertise. It's a nice place to put all of those types of things, as well as be able to list out like case studies and uh, different assets that you may be able to provide for this particular area that you're an expert in. Whereas uh, then if you have funnels set up with maybe different landing pages for specific segments, and then you have your retargeting pixel, your retargeting pixel can get all the people that you're sending there from your LinkedIn out, your LinkedIn and email outreach, content strategy, which should in some cases be driving people back to your website. Uh, let's say you have a lot of blogs or things like that. And if you have a website funnel, you should also be driving people to your website on that particular funnel. You want to know where those people are going and you want to feed them back into the campaigns you already have going on LinkedIn and email. So the funnel we would probably budget maybe like 10% of your budget and then the remaining would go into your uh, pixel. But the pricing there really is going to depend on like your users. So it's different for marketing agencies versus SaaS. SaaS may pay more for a pixel just because the likelihood that they're going to get a higher volume of unique visitors makes more sense for their particular model. Whereas for a marketing agency, your goal may not necessarily be to get like 10,000 hits on your website. You really want to focus on those conversions. So that's where you can use Pixel to retarget the specific people that you want. So those are pretty much the two strategies we would outline for these two like very different groups, but often kind of get lumped together. So um, Nico, how would these people get business like tomorrow and feel free to walk through like scenario one SaaS company, scenario two marketing agency. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it really just depends for, we're going to go very over, uh, over, um, analyze. I don't want to overanalyze this, right? Like let's just paint a clear picture. It doesn't matter if you're SaaS or agencies, like it really doesn't matter in this case. Right. So you woke up and you lost a, a large client that might account for 10, 15, 20, maybe even 5% of your, your revenue or maybe even 50. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. And you need to replace that client um, ASAP, right? Like that's, that's your focus. Now, the first thing that I would do in that position is understand, can one, I upsell any current clients? Or is there a different service or anything that I can do today, right? Let's say you only have three clients, probably not. If you have 50, then you potentially can, right? That's first where I'd start. And that would take an hour or two. Okay. After that, I would start looking at, okay, I need a new client for, let's say 2000 a month to 10,000 a month, right? That's what I need. Well, who do those clients look like? Again, I look internally and see who's my best client. How can I build a persona out of them? We have podcasts about building a persona, but again, we're, we're, we're talking speed today. So you're going to start there. And let's say the common denominator is that they are a a, I don't know, health business based in the South of the US, you know, 11 person to 15 person firm, and you're going to sell some type of email services to, right? That, that's for SaaS or for uh, SaaS or, or agencies, right? Now your goal is pretty simple. 
who can I go serve? Right. So I don't know your value proposition. I don't know your offer. Right. So I would make sure that my offer is clean. We help health-based businesses do X with email without Y. Right. Then I would go find people who already have email software that have negative reviews. There's always email software that goes down for whatever reason. Um, Larson, I can probably talk through like 10,000 different email softwares that we've tried. But in this case, I would look for someone who, well, that's a very persistent, persistent caller there. <laughs> but uh, cold calling, and we'll talk about that in a second. But what I would do is I would then get a irresistible offer put together for them. Uh, we're doing this right now with one of our products, which is a is, is the pixel that we've talked about, where we're running a one-time fee for unlimited data, right? It's, it's, it's just so irresistible. But in this case, like, you know, it doesn't really cost us much after this, but it's it's great for early promotion. So I would have something so irresistible where they have to respond to your email. And maybe they don't end up doing that. You can upsell it into something else, but you have to get a response. So that's what I would first do. While my emails are going out, you know, 10, 15, 20 custom a day, I would find additional 10 that I can do on LinkedIn in-mails. So if you have Sales Navigator, you can do, you know, I think 30 or 50 or I think it's 30 a month. So you can directly like email, quote unquote, get into their inbox. Then I do five connection, five to 10 connections with perfect people. Now you've at least hit about 20 on email, you know, 10 on LinkedIn and then 10 on in-mail. So you're 40 down. By this time tomorrow, you're going to have a response. Now it might be negative, right? And you can learn from that or it might be positive, but that's the first thing. You need to get this built for today, do the same thing for tomorrow. And then tomorrow, when you log in, you'll have a couple of responses, but then you can figure out, okay, I'm seeing much more of a response on email. Let me focus on more emails. I tested cold calling and you know it took me 50 calls to get to one person. They ended up closing. So that's another mechanism that you can do tomorrow. And that only took me an hour. So Really, within the next couple of days, if you rinse and repeat this process, you will end up getting conversations, right? As long as you have a clear offer statement, offer niche, you will break through the noise. And then you just have to rinse and repeat this for three, four days, and you will most likely have two, three calls that can then turn into a client. So, right, it doesn't need to be like hard or difficult, but you can kind of see the power, how quickly you can get a client in the door. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely worth noting that, uh, that is it. That's a lot of like manual work. It's totally worth doing, especially if you need clients really quickly. Uh, and it can be sustainable actually, like, you know, as long as you have good lists and you know exactly who you're reaching out to. So Probably all of that to do in a day is probably like a full day's work. Wouldn't you say, Nico? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And maybe a full day as in like a 10-hour day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, I get in these workflows where it's like you wake up and it's like nine and a half hours after starting. And it's like, oh, goodness, like that's a whole day. Yeah. So keep in mind that that is an option. It can potentially be sustainable. It's very manual and it does, it's, it's basically, you know, really hitting the pavement. Um, 
as we mentioned before, there are other strategies that can help more in the long term. But that's a really good point from Unico that like those are more long term strategies. If you put money behind ads or uh, LinkedIn and email campaigns or website funnels, you really shouldn't expect to get anything out of that, probably even within your first month. So another thing to really consider when uh, choosing the best marketing strategy for you is that every single piece of this takes a lot of testing. The reason that Nico's strategy that he laid out can be very, uh, you can turn clients quickly is that you are doing a lot of testing in a very short amount of time. So for that strategy to be successful, you need to be really in tune with uh, what those numbers are telling you. If you send out 50 messages through all those uh, areas and you get one response and it's negative, you need to adjust some things. And that's something that you need to kind of be in tune with. So it is a lot of like hitting the pavement, getting data, analyzing, making changes, doing everything quickly. Whereas many of these other strategies, they do compound on each other, um, but they are more long-term strategies. So the ROI you would see from them is probably not for one to two months at least. But some of them, you never know, you might just like hit gold and like, that's a great strategy for you to go for. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the biggest thing that we always talk about is just testing, right? It's like at the end of the day, there's no like silver bullet, like the whole content strategies and uh, PPC. And, and the reason we split everything up is because like in, when you're really like, when, once you really are running, then it becomes very important for you to diversify your, your lead platform. When we first started, all I did was outbound on LinkedIn every day, every day, 10 hours a day. Every, you know, Larissa would get sick of me for how much outbound we would do uh, because that was the only way that we knew on how to reliably get leads. And then after a while, then we brought on the amazing Justine to help us on content. And that, that added a different layer to it. And then we added the pixel. Then we added email. Then we added all these other mechanisms so that we're ultimately diversifying. So if LinkedIn goes down for a day, email for whatever happens, like we're okay with that because we know that we're getting leads from numerous places. But like I said, in the beginning, you don't have that luxury. And it's often harder to separate everything into different buckets um because you're not because <laughs> you need one to work right like so it's there there are pluses and minuses to all strategies and you just have to figure out like which one's going to get you there fastest double down on that one and then start adding in these other other ones yeah so i think that's everything we want to cover i think this might be our most I mean, it's hard to say it would be our most like value packed, but I think it would be uh, probably most applicable to almost anybody who would be listening. So we'd definitely be curious to hear uh, any, if, if people can feel free to roast us for our <laughs> strategies or, you know, reach out to us with questions on anything like that. Uh, you can find us LinkedIn. You can email Nico at Nico at getboundlessmedia.com or you can find us on, you know, pretty much every social media platform. Send us a DM. Yeah, we're we don't bite. We like to help people, so that's uh, that's I think that's a plus. But yeah, if there's any questions, let us know. This has been amazing. You guys have been just amazing with really like listening to these podcasts. And again, knowledge is great, but it's even better when you apply it and start actually driving new business and new revenue. So if you have any questions about how to do that specifically, 
don't be don't be shy reach out and uh, you guys have a rest a uh, beautiful rest of your day cheers <laughs>